Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Okay, good morning. Can you guys hear my squeaky chair? No? Good. All of a sudden we started talking and I was like, oh, that's a lot of squeaking. Um, Anyway, Talking about squeaky defective things, we are going to jump into (laughs) Genesis 3 today. We've been living in perfection and um, in relationship, like walking with God and um, living in the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve. And um, they're just, right, like in this amazing, super amazing place where there are no squeaky chairs, where there are, there's no sin, there's no imperfection. And then comes today yeah yeah so Harry you want to bring us the bad news (laughs) well and uh in all of my um bibles it says headlines the fall Mm -hmm. and they're not talking autumn so (laughs) three uh verses one through five now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat from the fruit that is in the middle of the garden and you must not touch it or you'll die. You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil. I think. (sighs) Wow. (laughs) This is the thing that I hear over and over again. You will not surely die. Like, I just think Mm -hmm. that Satan's like, "Mm, yeah, not so much. Yeah, it's not going to be that bad. Yeah. Right. Although I guess he hasn't been identified as Satan yet, right? He's still uh, just yeah. the serpent. Mm-hmm. But spoiler alert, it's Satan. <laughs> it is. Yep. And it's so sad. I mean, you know, it's hard to be sad for Satan, but it really is sad because he was really something. He was, and I guess we'll talk about that just you know later on, but what a fall. Mm-hmm. What a great fall that this um, Satan has taken who used to be top angel. Yeah. And that wasn't enough for him somehow. But so what I th- he's not happy just to fall and on his own. He wants to drag whoever he can with him. Yeah. And the first okay. thing he does is put doubt into Eve's mind. God really said that? And kind of like, wow, he's really holding out on you. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you there's a lot for you there. So yeah. for those... For those who don't have the context of who the serpent is, um, do you guys want to share a little bit about, because, I mean, Terry talked about, like, yeah. you know, that's a big fall, but I don't know if we're actually going to get into that in in this near study of Genesis, so um, so that we have some context. Does somebody of mine kind of dive in into that a little bit? 
I, you know what, to start that off, I can read uh, one of the verses that we looked up in our homework was Ezekiel 28, 14 and 15. <clears throat> and it is uh, the word of the Lord speaking. And he says, you were anointed as a guardian cherub, for so I ordained you. You were the holy mount, you were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. He was a head angel. He, he was the head angel. Right there with God all the time. Mm -hmm. Anointed. I mean, that's a very heavy word, anointed. That means he was very special and he had special purpose. Um, okay. Yeah. So how did the wickedness find him? There wasn't a Satan before Satan. Oh, I know. Sorry. God put in the possibility of free will. Therefore, that possibility has to be there. This is a guessing answer. I don't have all, everything backing it up. but Well, that sounds right. Yeah. Because when he went, he, he took other angels with him. With him. So they mm -hmm. all had a choice. What we know is he wanted to be like God. He was jealous of God. And... He wanted to be like him. So somehow or another, that entered into his heart um, and created a mess for everybody. Not just him and those angels, but for us too. Yeah. But I kind of think he's done the same thing here with Eve. He sort of put out there, hey, you could be like God. Mm -hmm. That was his heart's desire. His desire was to be like God. And so he subtly puts that out there to her. Um, God knows if you eat that, you're going to be like him. You're going to know the difference between good and evil. And so I think that's part of what she grabs onto is, ooh, I can be like God. Mm -hmm. With no regard for the fact that God's already made her in his image. Satan is an angel. He was not made in the image of God. Um, so she's already got a foot up on him. She's already higher than he is. Um, but that's, that's not enough. That's a powerful example. This whole thing is such a powerful example of like when you let doubt to start creeping in mm -hmm. and when you have distrust, how willing you are to um, explore other options, to um, think maybe there's something better out there for you, and how willing you are to take other people down, right? Like drowning people will grab on to whatever they can, and they will fight to bring you to them. Like if a person is drowning, they're not fighting to go up with you. They're fighting to grab onto you, which pulls you down. Um, like people live so many lives that way so many things in life that way uh, well yeah. they really ruined it and eve really made a very bad choice here mm -hmm. yeah so how did she how did what eve said to the serpent how did she distort what god actually said because that's another key thing here right is mm -hmm. that distortion she just added a little bit to it. Not much, just a few words. They couldn't mm -hmm. even touch it, right? Right. 
And God didn't say anything about touching it. Mm-mm. He also didn't say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden because there were two trees in the middle of the garden. That's true. Right. There were. Yeah. Yep. So it's that. Go ahead, Jerry. I was just going to say that um, was one of the things that I thought of. I think I may have mentioned it earlier that both of those trees were in the middle of the garden and, and she could have chosen life. I mean, there's the, there's the yeah. dichotomy. There's the question yeah. right off the bat, choose life, choose death. Mm-hmm. Which one are you going to choose? Mm. And she chose wrong, just like we often choose wrong. But that, that, um, that question's before us all the time. Yeah. What are you going to choose? God's way or your own way? Life or death? And, you know, we're not talking about actual, at the moment, physical death. But when you choose to sin against God and you choose the sin in your life, then you're putting to death sometimes relationships with other people, um, you know, marriages, business friendships you just you just need to be careful about which which one you're going to choose yeah I, I think when I get into trouble it's I um it starts with that doubting the character of God and who he is that mm-hmm. he is for me and he's not against me and that he has me and that he sees me and he knows what I'm going through because a lot of times people make those choices in pain you know not deep pain just irrit- irritation you know, um, and I think you're right. You're willing to take people down. It doesn't matter. I, I like the comment towards the bottom of the page here from the Defender's Study Bible. These are the very sins God warned us about, warned about after his written word was finally completed. Doubting God's word, augmenting, then diluting, and finally rejecting God's word. This was Satan's temptation and Eve's sin. And this is a common sequence of apostasy today. Mm-hmm. And so I could, it's like, I look at this, I, I, I remember doing a teaching on this and going, okay, great. It was an apple. I could have walked past the apple. No big deal. Right. But an M&M tree would have taken me down. <laughs> I would have been climbing that baby. Right. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and it's, and it's because M&Ms work for me in terms of times when I was in pain, I didn't want to believe God. I thought I could handle it. This is all on my own. That's what was in there, right? Other people, it might be their phone, the phone tree (laughs) or the the TV, or um, it could be so many things, alcohol, you know, drugs, et cetera, relationships. Um, And they're things that we use when we don't want to be with God. And we doubt that he has this goodness for us. Yep. And that's, yeah, that's the part. And then, so then these others follow like the augmenting it, diluting it. Oh, it's not that bad. You're not going to like really die. Um, And then out and out, it ultimately ends up rejecting God's word. Mm -hmm. Love never fails, right? Believing in love, believing that God is correct, believing that he is Lord. Not so much. And then we do what we want to do. Like that has to enter in when we make that choice. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a whole change in your mindset. Right. I mean, we are accustomed, especially in the Western world, to being independent, right. to being self-sufficient. And we take great pride in those characteristics. Mm-hmm. So I think for us, 
um, it's very difficult sometimes to realize that we have to surrender. You know, we're not our own anymore. When we come to Jesus and receive him as our Lord, he is in charge. Um, and it's, you know, I, I've walked with the Lord almost my whole life. I still find it difficult sometimes to let him keep the things I have entrusted to him and not take back those worries and those concerns. Um, it's 64 years, and I, I'm still struggling with that sometimes. You know, something happens with one of my kids, and I get all twisted up about it. I have to consciously make myself stop, <clears throat> excuse me, and say, oh, forgive me, Lord, that's yours. I put that in your hands the day I received you as my Lord, and so I'm going to trust you with that situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have to make a real conscious effort sometimes to still do that. It doesn't come naturally to me, not to the natural man. Well, and like you said, we're encouraged to be independent, think for ourselves. And that's seen in our culture as that's the right way to handle things. Yes, admirable, right? Right. Not Mm -hmm. to be needy. We don't like needy people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But we were created to need God. We were not created to be autonomous. Um, We were created for fellowship with each other, too. So that's a big lie that the enemy has out there, that you shouldn't need anyone or anything, because that's not true. God didn't say it was very good until he made everything, including a helpmeet for Adam. Mm -hmm. Now this is very good. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were created for that kind of relationship, for intimacy, um, to not stand alone. I, as subtle as that goes, I, I could see myself going, hey, God, here's the plan. Here's what I can do. We're going to take care of this. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's probably a good plan. That's the part that's that's like... Probably nothing wrong with it, right? It yeah. probably wasn't that, but it wasn't his plan. Yeah. Not the and, best plan. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was just thinking, one of the first things that kids say, like on a regular basis, right, is no... And I do it. I do mm-hmm. it. Oh, I do yeah. it. I do it. I do it. Like it's like right from the start, right from the beginning. Yeah. Like yeah. that is. Thank you, serpent. I do it. Like yeah. I'm I know, in control. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. You mm-hmm. don't. You don't have to bother with that. Like God, back off. Yeah. You know. Like there's nothing. I mean, it's. Let's just be real. The first time it happens when your 18 month old looks at you and say, "No, I do it." Like, awesome, great. But then after it happens 47 times in two hours, like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and they've made a terrible mess with what they're doing, how they're doing it. Yeah. Right. And when they're in junior high and they're saying it, <laughs> now there's a problem. Now there's a big problem. Yeah. Right. But I mean, just imagine how God must feel because we say that to him all the time. All now the I've, time. Got yeah. I've got it. I've got it. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. like, I'm here and I have all of this wisdom and I want all of this for you. And look at this awesome collection of books that I've given you and all of these. Um, wise teachings and this spirit that I left with you that if you will just shut up and listen to, you won't have to say, nah, I got it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh, I just think he must be up there. One, cracking up at how stupid we are because we make the same mistake over and over and over again. And then I just imagine, we haven't gotten to this yet, but I just imagine when Eve, when he says, um, like, why did you do this? And she's like, well, that servant over there, 
Like mm-hmm. he, he told me yeah. to do it. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not me. And God's like, I mean, I'm looking at you in the face. Come on. <laughs> you know? But Just even think that we do. Oh, it's Absolutely. not really my fault. You know, it's somebody made me do it. Right. I'm but I help. But I know better. Like I know better than you, God. It's okay, I've got it. Like you're it's it's fine. But you're right. God gave us his word and there's all the wisdom that we need in that. Then he put the Holy Spirit in us on top of that. So now we've got his word and we've got the spirit. You know, I think back when Jesus was in the desert, you know, Satan came to tempt him too, just like he tempted Eve. Um, And his response was always the same. It is written. It Mm -hmm. is written. It is written. Mm -hmm. And so he used the word of God to refute Satan, to put him back in his place and to say, you know what? No, I'm not taking control. It is written. God does this. It's written. God does this. Um, so I think for us, when we have those times when we're tempted to take things on ourselves, um, if we would just stop and find out what's written, yep. what is in mm-hmm. the Word of God, what does God say about that? And then when the temptation comes to say, you know what, I, I'm, I'm not going there because it is written, mm-hmm. um, we would be in a lot safer place. Um, yeah. There, there was a quote in scripture from Deuteronomy 32, 47. And, it, and I'm not quoting it exactly, but it was like, set your heart on these words. Mm. So this is not a futile act. And the thing is, we, we have to intentionally set these words within us. Because we have to know, you know how we talk about the counterfeit bill? Bank tellers know that, that when they've touched a counterfeit bill, there's something off. It doesn't feel right. And that's the same thing with God's word. But it it can't happen until we put his word in our heart, mm-hmm. until we set that as an intention for us to do that. Yeah. And the thing that they do, bankers do, is they study, study, study the real deal. Yeah. They study the real one, not the counterfeit one. Mm-hmm. So that the minute that comes into their hand, like Rosemary said, they feel it. They know it. And if we're studying his word yeah. intently and and consistently and we know it, when something comes that's not right, mm-hmm. we should we should see that right away. Yeah. You'll get a check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's also where the Holy Spirit comes in. Because there are a lot of people who know the Bible and they know what it says, but to them it's just knowledge. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So once it's in, once it's in your spirit and once you are Um, like acknowledging that like, Lord, this is from you and this is for me to lean on to you with. That's where I think the knowledge um, is able to kick in because otherwise it's just knowledge. It's just stuff you know. And that's what I liked about the Deuteronomy quote, you know, um, is that setting your heart on it. And we've learned from James it's about your heart, your heart, your heart. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> he may not have been from Brooklyn, yeah. but I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it says, thy word have I hidden my heart yeah. that I may not sit against, sin against you. Not thy word have I hidden my head. Right. So, yeah, it's yeah. a heart issue, like Rosemary mm-hmm. says. Well, that's yeah. one of the things that Jesus said to the Pharisees was, you know, you think your study in the word is going to get you to heaven. <laughs> Well, no, it's not. That word has to come in and become a part of you. The, and the word is Jesus. So it has to be internalized. It has to be received. Just knowing it up here, 
is not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just in, in terms of temptation, just one more quote on that is First uh, Corinthians ten thirteen. To just we need to always remember: no temptation is overtaking you except something common to man. And God is faithful, so He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation, will provide a way of escape, also so that you will be able to endure it. So we're never alone in our temptations. And this is something I might pick out a little bit more in the next day. But I, I kind of want us to pay attention. God created separation when He was separating the waters, when He was um, separating the land from this. He, and he it was good. Right, but at this point during this fall, as we study it, separation is created between us and God, and it's deadly. So it's it's the flip side of something, um, and just wanting to pay attention to that. For me to sin, I have to separate myself from God, because being in the presence of God, He does not allow sin, and not like and not like we're not saved, not anything like that. I have to separate myself from what I know to be true that God is always loving, that he can provide a temptation, a way out for me with my temptations. I have to separate that word out and and think something else. Um, So anyway, we'll probably see that same theme all the way through as we're going. I think we probably will. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, on that note, does somebody want to uh, close us down today? I will. God, we just praise you, Lord. We just thank you for who you are. We thank you even in this time that we're going to be studying and as things go through that you were present all the time, that you've loved us. You've never stopped loving us. You've never stopped caring. And we do make mistakes constantly. And we do doubt your goodness and your character. And and many times like we add things to the Bible, like I have to be perfect and get my game in order before I come to come to Christ. And it's like, no. Show up at church just the way you are. And God, we know that's so true. We know that's what um, you want. You already know who we are. And yet we still try to play this game and we still hide and we pretend. Lord, we just ask that we lay that all down at your feet, Lord, at the cross. The cross was there, God, to help us heal this. God created this plan. It was already in motion as God was creating this. And so um, he has a plan of redemption. Lord, you have the plan of redemption, God. And we ask that um, if things are too tight, too hard, um, that we just rest and we lay them down at you and ask you what you want us to do with our plans. Holy Lord, we just praise you and we thank you in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> 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 <laughs>